0: Hi, this is Sammy Smiles, and I'm your host, Sammy Vance. This podcast is sure to leave you inspired and with a smile. Now let's get right into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Sammy Smiles. I'm your host, Sammy Vance, and today I'm super happy to have on my podcast Dr. Mark Daniels. Dr. Daniels is the current superintendent for Fort Wayne Community Schools, which is my school district. Um, this marks the last week of my school year, actually, so that's exciting. And I thought it would be kind of fun to interview the superintendent to kind of celebrate the end of the school year and see what his job's all about and everything. Um, so thank you, Dr. Daniels, for being here today.
1: Well, wow, um, thank you for inviting me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And I know you'll only have a few minutes because you're super busy. Um, so, yeah, um, again, we have a, f- a few. So we've met a few times before in the past um, at some awards and some events and stuff. Um, but now we get to connect a little bit more, which I think is cool.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. So you're the 15th superintendent of Fort Wayne Community Schools, which is the largest public school district in Indiana with about 31,000 students or something like that. And I see your role um, kind of like the president of the school districts. um, It's kind of what I've seen as. Um, So can you maybe correct me if I'm wrong with that and tell us a little bit about your job and what you do?
1: Sure. So I think you're accurate, Uh, president or CEO of a, uh, of a corporation. Our corporation just happens to be a community schools, a school district. Um, so, and my primary role is I try to implement what the school board's goals are. So I listen very carefully and intently to school board, uh, guidelines, i.e. the they, we have four goals. And then I take those four school board goals, and I try to implement those goals and create strategies and empower people to move those goals into action. So, um, and those goals may be from academic performance of students to fiscal responsibility to buildings and grounds, and, you know, as you said, we are the largest uh School district in Indiana. So we have about 4,000 employees. Uh, you know, we have a transportation department that uh, with buses running every day, uh, always needing personnel. So you think about those 4,000 employees. I could hire 400 new ones right now. So that involves a whole HR department. Uh, We also have buildings and maintenance, uh, buildings and grounds, maintenance and operations. So how do you maintain? And we have 53 different school buildings as well as additional other buildings across the city. Uh, For instance, we have a food service that takes, uh, it's over on Ludwig Road and that's where they generate all the meals, satellite meals for K through five, and even some other non pub schools and some other places uh, such as juvenile um, juvenile services. Uh, so ACJC, Allen County and uh, services for juveniles. So as you can see, we really have a full gamut. So, and I have a cabinet. So if I would equate myself to a president, we have a cabinet and that cabinet meets on a weekly basis. And each cabinet member has their specific area that they, they, uh, they lead and manage. And then you have to think of, well, what do you do on a daily basis? Daily basis, we have a huddle. So we get together and begin our day discussing what are the things that happened yesterday that everyone needs to know or what are the things we're working on today? And maybe even how do we need assistance to move some of those things? But our primary role is how do we support students and families in their uh, academics as well as their well being? And how do we produce graduates that are ready for college and careers? So that's sort of it in a nutshell. Um, and it's never dull if you can imagine having 4,000 employees as well as 30,000 plus students. Because every 30,000 plus students also have parents and relatives. So uh, it's a very interesting job because it's never, I, I will say, i uh, it's never dull. It's uh, repetitions rare. And you better be extremely flexible and able to think on your feet.
0: Definitely. Wow. That's, that sounds amazing and even more super important than (laughs) um, what I had originally thought. So that's really cool. Thank you for sharing. And yeah, and I know that these past couple of years, past few years have been anything but normal with school and everything. Um, I know it um, in my last year of elementary school, my fifth grade year, it was cut completely off pretty much. Um, and then sixth grade, my sixth grade year last year was a hybrid system. Um, and I know, so school, a lot has changed for me and um, the pandemic has changed a lot for me in that way. How has it changed your job if it has much and how have you kind of had to adjust with that?
1: Well, I think the, the, the main point we've learned from this pandemic, Is that we have to evolve and we have to be flexible and we have to adjust and we have to figure out how to keep things as normal but realizing we'll never have that same normal again so what it's changed for me is my thinking of how do i use better yet how do we as a district better use technology so the one-to-one technology one-to-one computers but Again, that was a huge learning curve, I think not just for students and parents, but also our teachers and our administrators, and how do we continue to move forward in that space? For instance, we'll have approximately 200 teachers this summer coming, uh, receiving training in regards to what they call the modern classroom, which what is the modern classroom? Well, that's taking a lesson, pre-recording it, having them asynchronous for students as they walk into the classroom so the teacher is now a facilitator of that particular lesson. Not necessarily the person who has to be in the front of the classroom explaining it. And no, it's much more concise, better use of time, more efficient. And now the teacher is one who is assisting students uh, facilitating their deeper knowledge of whatever the lesson may be and whatever particular uh, standards we're, we're trying to address in that lesson. So that's very different. And I'll also say, how do we better use our staff? So I may have a teacher in a high school building that's certified, I'll just say a business teacher who can teach advanced accounting. But I have four other high schools that may want that career pathway in accounting, but they don't have that certified teacher. So is it, how can we have the students in those four other buildings have access to that teacher? Well, you do that through synchronized learning and how do we facilitate that? Then if I look at, well, how do we increase dual enrollment? Now I know you're shaking your head thinking, what are you talking about? But you'll soon, soon be in this scenario because that's how do we create dual enrollment credits while you're still in high school? These are college credits that you can use at Ivy Tech or at Indiana University or a PF, uh, PFW or those universities that would accept them. And um, we're working very closely with our college partners to do that sort of thing. But you're thinking, holy cow, all those things were because of a pandemic? Well, I think they're always in on our minds and sitting on a back burner but because of the pandemic, they had to move to the front burner. So, um, and I think that was very important for us to make that movement because I think that really better serves our students in their having experiences of what they'll be doing or starting to think specifically what they'll be doing after high school. So let's get to that work. And then, uh, uh, you know, so that, that was an eye opener. We also found out that, that, quite frankly, students need to be in person as much as possible, too. It's a, it's a huge advantage to have students uh, socializing with each other, uh, having those the benefits of, of having the teacher in person versus hybrid or versus even totally virtual. Um, that's a tough learning environment, and it stresses everything. It stresses the students. It stresses the teachers. Um, isolation tends to create some negative uh, mental health aspects. So it's not, uh, but some students excel at it. And that's the other piece. Wow, this student really excelled in this environment. Well, they didn't have the negative consequences. They had only positive. And, but you have to be able to have now multiple Uh, modes of learning for our students because we've crossed a new threshold and having it just as it was before I don't believe we're really reaching all of our kids so that's just some of the comments on that Uh, but it was uh, and I, I just spoke to teachers this morning one of our elementary schools and I don't know about you but I think our teachers are pretty tired right now and it's been how to stretch and try to do this and, and, and work in this environment that we've been in. And, and quite frankly, like you said, it's been, goodness, um, a two, and two years plus since that March where you didn't return after spring break. And even through this year with masks and so on, it's just been a very different learning environment. And I'm so looking forward to where we do not have those scenarios, uh, which let's cross our fingers. uh, We continue to be healthy as we've been.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think um, you were kind of pointing out some of the pros and cons of it, um, which I think is really important to look at because there's some good aspects, but also some bad ones. Um, But yeah. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, So This week is ending my seventh grade year at Blackhawk Middle School and I'm looking forward to have some time off of homework and off of getting up early at 7 a.m. or going to school at 7 a.m. getting up at like 6 most days Um, because it's sometimes hard to wake up that early Um, but you on the other hand you don't have a summer break Uh, so what do you do like during the summer when kids are not in school?
1: Well, it doesn't really change too much because um, I, I heard one person tell me, "Well, you want to be a superintendent? That means you're in meetings all the time." And there's a little bit of truth to that. I attend quite a few meetings. So much of summer spent on planning and what are we, what will we be doing? Not just this next fall, but two years, three years down the road. It's also spent uh, solidifying partnerships. How do we, again, connect with our post-secondary partners, but also how do we even connect with, um, say, businesses that are wanting to, and and I turn to the trades, for instance. How do we work out ways so that the trades can have uh, a chance to explain to students what are the opportunities down the road? Um, And I also try to take a, I I do try to take a few days to refresh as well. So I'll take some vacation days. uh, And I think that's important, but boy, our summer never really stops. Uh, School never really stops. So we have summer school going on. We also have a a massive tutoring program that will begin uh, after summer school, so July 5th, and that will continue hopefully through September of the school year, but again, We're sitting down having these discussions with our building principals, with our uh, various people from curriculum, instruction and assessment. Uh, We also have a major movement in regards to and um, what we call the, um, the profile of a graduate or the ideal graduate. And what are we doing around that, defining and creating that program of how do we move it from an ideal graduate all the way down to kindergarten? But again, things you're very familiar with. So how do we teach basic competencies like work ethic, like um, collaboration, critical thinking, uh, problem-solving skills, persistence, stick to it our grittiness, and things that you exhibit very well, Sammy, but how do we do that across all of our, with all of our students? And how do we create that expectation in every one of our classrooms? That's gonna be a major topic this summer and it involves many, many groups. So I have, yes, principals, but also teachers. We'll be meeting again with community leaders and also some students to bounce what we've been, the information we've gathered and what are some of the recommendations and, and suggestions but you can imagine there's just not enough hours in the day. So, uh, for, for us, uh, school never really ends. And I can even tell you for teachers, there there's tremendous amount of training that happens even for our teachers during the summer. And I do tell them, make sure you have family time or, you know, personal time to recharge those batteries because you got to recharge and you got to disconnect some. So, Thanks for asking that question.
0: though. Yeah, thank you for answering. And I think it's important for like us students to see some people don't have a break like you. Um, you don't ha- get much of a huge break in the summer um, while we are off enjoying our time. Um, so thank you for sharing that and to give me a little bit of an eye-opener to see what you do. Yeah, yeah so thank you. Um, and I know that with my projects and like this podcast, for example, there's a lot of stuff behind that goes on behind the scenes. So like I have to edit the podcast afterwards, make sure everything's went smooth and everything. Um, so there's a lot of behind the scene work before the finished product. Um, and I know that's probably the same with your job. So what is something that people don't know about um, that, may fi- that they may find interesting?
1: So what do they may- what may they find interesting? Um, that I meet with mayors, I meet with governors. So I've met with the governor to talk about Fort Wayne Community Schools. Uh, Very, uh, very much uh, a major part of my time is meeting with community leaders, such as business leaders of uh, our major corporations. Um, And I don't think people understand that that's part of this role because you want to be responsive to the needs of your community, not just your community, but your state. And if we are responsive to those needs, then we provide those learning experiences for you as students. Why is that important? Because then that leads to you entering a, a career or a marketplace. And I don't have a, I don't really. That's not my concern. You may want to enter a job market immediately after high school, military, or enter into some post-secondary institution like. Indiana University, Purdue, Ivy Tech, so forth. But it takes a lot of behind the scenes work to make those networks and form those partnerships. So I think my one of the unknowns uh, about my job is I think I'm the person from Fort Wayne Community Schools. I'm the representative. And so, you know, I have to be an excellent spokesperson. And I have to make sure that I'm getting the message across to them so they can support us. And again, whether it be the state legislators, whether it be local politicians, whether it be community leaders, and uh, that that's, that's a, I'll just say it's a very interesting part of my job, Mm -hmm. but I think a job that people don't realize actually happens.
0: Definitely. Yeah. I think that that is something that I wouldn't really, um, maybe I thought a little bit about that, but I didn't know that, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like I think your job is so important and it's really cool to hear a lot more about it. So I really appreciate you sharing the information um, and everything. (laughs) Yeah, so um, that's it for the questions and we have the rapid fire round. Um, Okay, rapid
1: fire. Yeah, Yeah. so uh,
0: before we get into that, do you have anything else you would like to say?
1: No, no, I just, you know, we're just very fortunate that we have students like you, Sammy that do things above and beyond to help others. So I just wanna give you, a, 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 again, a congratulations and uh, show my appreciation for what you do.
0: So thank, thank you. you. So thank you, thank you. Um, so if you're ready for the rapid fire round, then I am. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll just ask you a few questions and you can answer with the first thing that comes to mind. All right. Favorite school subject.
1: Math, geometry.
0: Favorite color.
1: I'm a blue person.
0: Uh, what is one school lunch that you remember?
1: Uh, please repeat that. I'm sorry.
0: What is one school lunch that you remember from when you were a kid?
1: School lunch um, At Northside High School, we used to have a, um, uh, a salad that was to die for. And it was awesome. And it had Thousand Island dressing. It was like Thousand Island oh, yeah. dressing with uh and then you always get the cinnamon roll to go with it
0: i love salads i love salads everything. Yeah. Um, do you prefer spring break or winter break
1: i um, i will say i have to have both of those <laughs> yeah. so spring break is a great time uh, it's sort of you know you're ready to transition spring break you've been waiting 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 and it happens um, but also that the Christmas holiday break, it's just a great, I love that time of year as well. And, uh, my family, we gather now in Florida for both of those. So it's been pretty special being able to meet, I have two grandsons and we bring the whole family. So it's been, uh, it, it's family time. So that's, that's special. Both those times. I
0: love that. I think that's amazing. Um, What's your favorite vacation spot?
1: (laughs) Favorite vacation spot. So I'm a beach person. So Mm
0: -hmm.
1: any place with water. (laughs) Awesome.
0: Uh, Favorite animal?
1: Uh, I'm a dog person. So we had a a Welsh terrier for, I don't know, for 14, 15 years. Lovely family pet. Uh, He's since passed. So Sandy Rose was his name. Little Welsh Terrier. uh, Loved the dog. Just loved him.
0: Awesome. Um, If you could have lunch with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be?
1: Wow. So I've had this question before, and the way I answered it would be, I would love to sit down with the world's spiritual leaders. So uh, notice I said, World religious leaders, because it could be Mahatma Gandhi, it could be Martin Luther King, it could be um, uh, you know, Christ. I mean, it would be very interesting, in my opinion, to sit down with all those various world le- uh, world religious leaders and hear the hear their discussion
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, on how they 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 relate to each other, how they have similar beliefs but still are very different.
0: Yeah, I think that would be really cool. Um, what is your favorite thing to do in your spare time?
1: So um, <clears throat> when I do have spare time, I I, I do like to uh, I do like to play golf, but I'm not very good at it, so it's probably not my favorite. Um, I do like to play pickleball, getting better at that. So I do like. So in other words, I like to exercise and I need to make that more part of my uh, routine because mm-hmm. that was not a good thing. A good thing out of the pandemic, and you know, I had, I had uh, the virus. It really zapped my energy and I need to regain that energy. I'm still sort of feeling I haven't recuperated completely, but I'll just say exercise.
0: Nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, would you rather be able to speak all languages or speak to animals?
1: Oh, all languages. If I had, if I could mm-hmm. speak more languages, I think that'd be so cool.
0: I agree. Yeah, that's what I would yeah. pick as well. <laughs> um, and for the last question, to ask all um, my guests, what is something that makes you smile?
1: Oh well, um, having grandsons and seeing them grow and that sort of thing. But it's really about seeing just uh, you know I any mean, anytime I go into the buildings and I see students and I see their faces and their smiling faces and how they're interacting and just having that conversation, that just brings a smile. So I can visualize my own grandkids as well as my own daughters. It's just that interaction that really just brings a smile.
0: I love that so much. And I think that for me as well, like seeing other people smile and interacting with other people definitely makes me smile as yeah. well. Um so thank you so much for being on my podcast, Dr. Daniels. This really was a great conversation, I think. Um, Helps me understand a little bit more about what you do and definitely put a smile on my face. So <laughs> thank you so much for taking well, your time you. out of day.
1: Thank you. And have you have a great day. And don't forget, you'd be a great educator. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye.